When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Thank you for listening. This is the best of with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome in our number three Clay Travis Buck Sexton show. We are joined now by legendary, I think it's fair to say, legendary uh, lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, who has talked about basically everything under the sun. He is a professor emeritus at Harvard Law School, number one New York Times bestselling author, written 50 books. His latest, The Price of Principle, Why Integrity is Worth the Consequences, is out now. would encourage all of you to check it out. Uh, professor, uh, professor Dershowitz. I just want to dive in, big question here for you, and I've seen you discuss this a lot on Fox News, but based on everything that you have seen so far, and I know we're waiting to see what's going to happen with the affidavit and whether it's going to be released, did Attorney General Merrick Garland make the right decision to sign the warrant leading to the warrant application that led to the raid at Mar-a-Lago? Based on what I now know, he made the categorically wrong decision based on his own principles. He said at the statement, that the Justice Department generally prefers less intrusive methods and uses them whenever possible. A subpoena had been issued. There had been negotiations. All the Justice Department had to do was enforce the subpoena. Go to court and say, Your Honor, we haven't been able to reach a resolution. There's a subpoena out there. Order them to bring the boxes in tomorrow. Then you go through them, and you decide which documents classified, declassified, privileged, that's the way it should have been done. Now, the, the, the affidavit, when it's released, may show, you know, that there are dead bodies lying around and, uh, and, 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 you know, nuclear codes lying around. I don't think so, because if there were, there would have been much greater speed. Even when they got the search warrant, they waited a couple of days before they um, uh, did it and before they implemented it. 
We're talking to Alan Dershowitz. You've been very strong on this, and I appreciate it. I know it hasn't necessarily endeared you to uh, left-wing oh, uh, East Coast East Coast f- friends and family, I'm sure. Yeah. But you've stood on principle over uh, a, a principle over you know the expediency of politics, and yeah. I just want you to expound upon this idea. If what Merrick Garland did, uh, he is the head of the Department of Justice for the chief political rival of Donald Trump, and he is investigating Donald Trump. We've never, I'm a lawyer too, Professor, we've never seen anything like this. I'm stunned. I think you've said it. I've said it on this show. I'm stunned that no one is asking, how is Merrick Garland even able to lead this investigation Shouldn't he have to recuse himself in your mind? And if the precedent is you can investigate the chief political rivals of your uh, president, aren't we going to see this go and spin in so many dangerous directions on a national perspective? I completely agree. That's why there has to be structural change in the Justice Department. Right now, the attorney general has two conflicting jobs. They're totally inconsistent. One job is to help the president get reelected to be the uh, legal advisor, basically, to the incumbent president, to be loyal to the president, loyal to the party he represents, the Democrats, and do everything he can to try to help the president get reelected. That's one job. The second job is to be completely nonpolitical and make decisions involving prosecution that are based on the merits without any consideration of the political advantage to one side. Now, I, you know, I know Merrick Garland. I supported him for the Supreme Court. I think he's a decent guy. Nobody can perform that magic trick of, on the one hand, uh, being non-political, on the other hand, being loyal as a cabinet member to this administration. You know, almost every other European country breaks up the two jobs. There's one job, Minister of Justice. You're an advisor to the prime minister, advisor to the king, advisor to the president. And the other job is director of public prosecutions, usually a civil service job, former judge. They decide matters of who gets prosecuted or not in a non-political way. That's the way it should be in the United States. Garland cannot perform this job. No attorney general can. And uh, it's, it's a deep flaw in our system. Speaking to Professor Alan Dershowitz of Harvard Law School, he's got a new book out, The Price of Principle, why integrity is worth the consequences. Go pick up a copy today. Professor, I've spoken to some people, including a former attorney general, who believe that it is likely, not certain, but likely that there will still be some charge brought, some criminal charge against former President Trump. Do you also view it as likely? And then even, you know, one way or the other, if it did happen, what do you think that looks like? How, how does that go? Based on the evidence we now have seen, I think it's very unlikely. I think Garland would not want to divide the country even further by bringing a close case, a close case, case involving classification, any close case against the president. However, if he finds smoking guns, if he finds Nixon-type crimes, that's another matter. In order to bring a charge, the criteria I would have is that basically it has to be so clear that Republicans would join him, as they did when Nixon got um, uh, forced to resign. The Republicans were on the side of him being resigned, of his resigning. That's not the case today. Today, there's a division along partisan lines, and I don't think that the Attorney General will want to divide the country even further 
even further by uh, uh, indicting the, the future nominee of the opposing party. You really have to have the strongest possible case for that. Now, you know, people today are willing to do anything to get Trump. Take, for example, my former colleague, Lawrence Tribe, professor at Harvard Law School, who said on CNN that he was urging his former student, the attorney general, to prosecute Donald Trump for attempting to murder, attempting to murder Vice President Pence. Now, that is the single stupidest thing I've ever heard a law professor say in the 60 years I've been practicing law. But he is adored by the left because he's trying to get Trump. And if you try to get Trump, that trumps everything. Trump trumps the Constitution. Trump trumps civil rights. Trump trumps civil liberties. Trump trumps equal protection, due process. If you're trying to get Trump, you're excused. I'll give you another example. The former uh, the, the daughter of the former president of the United States, John Kennedy's daughter, Caroline Kennedy, was seated next to me at a dinner party. And she said to me, if I knew you had been invited, I would never have come. In other words, she's saying she wouldn't want to be in the same room with me. She's the ambassador to Australia from the United States. She's supposed to sit in the same room with the heads of China and North Korea. And she can't sit in the same room with a man who exercised his constitutional rights to defend the president. I wish she had read her father's book, The Profiles of Courage. Maybe she'd have a different view. But it's Trump derangement syndrome. You mention the word Trump and people just go crazy. They lose their bearings. They become Donald Trump. They become Caroline Kennedy. And it's very, very dangerous to civil liberties. We're talking to Alan Dershowitz. You mentioned that you know Merrick Garland and found him to be a reasonable person. In fact, you even supported his uh, potential ascension to the Supreme Court. You don't think he's going to charge, but the decision to even sign off on these warrants was a massive step from a precedent-setting perspective. What is going on with him? How would you psychoanalyze? You said he's got an untenable position. I think that's likely true. But yeah. if he's supposed to be so moderate, reasoned, and rational, this decision to grant the warrants and sign off on this application seems to be the opposite of that. And once the train yeah. starts moving, Professor, and you're saying, oh, we're raiding Trump, everyone out there is saying, well, you now have to charge him because you did the raid. How does he stop this sort of crazy train that he is allowed to be unleashed and not charge him? Well, I think he can. I think he can say the way Comey said with Hillary Clinton, I've done a thorough investigation. I've looked at everything. I conducted the search. I'm not apologizing for that. But based on everything we've gotten and the search, I still criticize um, Trump for not disclosing and not providing the material to the archives. But there's not enough here to prosecute. Uh, That's what he should do based on the current information. Now, what do you think the time frame on that would be? Yeah, what would be the time Months. frame on this, making a statement like Months. that in your mind? Months, probably toward the end of the year is when he would make and what, such a statement. And that's, you know, not not too, you know, that's after the midterm elections. I don't know if he would do it before or after the midterm elections, because just like Comey's statement probably had an impact on the 2016 presidential election, anything he says could have an impact on the midterm elections. So far, I think that If they were trying to achieve a political goal, it's backfired. I think this has helped Trump. I think it's hurt the Democrats. I'm a liberal Democrat. I voted twice against Donald Trump 
One of the reasons I don't want him to be disqualified from running a third time is I want to exercise my fundamental constitutional rights to vote against him. I am not a Trump supporter. I'm a supporter of the Constitution. The Constitution is on Trump's side. And so I'm supporting Trump constitutionally. But, you know, the folks in Martha's Vineyard and the East Coast don't seem to understand that. They go back to the days of McCarthy, where you associate uh, a lawyer with the lawyer's client. And that's just the just, just one more for you, Professor Dershowitz. Um, should there be a special counsel appointed around Hunter Biden, not just because of the, the, the hookers and the drugs and the illegal firearms, alleged illegal firearms po- uh, possession issue, but the buying off the uh, access to his father, who was then vice president, and now, of course, president, the, the paintings that are going for hundreds of thousands of dollars. How can this DOJ in any capacity oversee a fair investigation of the sitting president's son? That's a very, that's a very good point. I generally don't favor special prosecutors because they put a target on the back of the individual and then decide whether there's enough evidence to get him. Um, but I think in this case, if you're going to have special prosecutors, this sounds like a good case for a former judge, highly respected, nonpartisan, to be looking at the evidence. Some of the evidence that you mentioned probably would support state prosecutions rather than federal prosecutions. But still, there's probably enough there to look into federal prosecutions. Look, I hope he's not guilty. I don't like to criminalize political differences. But... The same rule has to apply for Democrats and Republicans, for a former president, future president, or the son of a president. We can't have different rules for different people. That leads me to this one quick question for you. How do we get back to normalcy? You, You pointed out that it used to be that who you represented as a lawyer wasn't a sign of your fit or uh, or awful right. opinions yourself. It was understood. John Adams represented the Boston Massacre uh, defendants, yeah. right? Nobody was suggesting that he was on the side of the British. But to your point, everyone has gone insane, it feels like, in the legal profession over Trump. Yeah. How does normalcy return? Well, that's the last chapter of my book, um, The Price of Principle. I think normalcy returns by having programs like yours, speaking out, letting the truth come out, letting things like the affidavit be made public so people can judge for themselves, and a sense of tolerance, people talking to each other. You know, I used to debate William Buckley all the time on television, and I debated him in front of thousands of people in Harvard. And, you know, we fought like children, but then we had a drink together. He called me his favorite liberal, and I was uh, he was my favorite conservative. Uh, today, you couldn't have Lincoln-Douglas debates. Half the country would say, we believe Lincoln, we don't want to hear Douglas. And the other half would say, we believe Douglas, we don't want to hear Lincoln. And that's the fault of universities. Universities don't want to confront students with any points of view other than ones they already agreed to. Well, uh, Lawrence Summers, the former president of Harvard, in an interview today, said that the new McCarthyism has infected universities. They don't allow contrary views to be presented. In fact, if you demand meritocracy today in a, in a, in a university, it's called the micro, uh, you know, sin, basically, aggression. Because yes. you can't have meritocracy. Well, Martin Luther King talked about the day that his children will be judged by the quality of their character, not the color of their skin. And so that's meritocracy, but you can't say meritocracy on university campuses today without getting into trouble. I appreciate everything you're saying, everything you're doing. I think your voice is an important one, and 
I appreciate the fact that you're willing sometimes to lose some friends and colleagues who may have loved your work for years to stand on principle over the uh, the, the, the passions of the moment. Thank you for coming on with us. And, but they take it out of my wife. They take it out of my children just the way it had happened during McCarthyism. And that's unacceptable and intolerable in America. Amen. And you're going to be, they love to talk about the right and wrong side of histories. I'm very confident, Professor Dershowitz, that you are going to be on the right side of history in the decades to come. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Since 9 11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the Foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. I finished Endurance, the the, the Shackleton. What'd you st- think? You were, 
Oh, it's so good. It's amazing, right? Like So good. And I feel like I read it some on the beach. So, you know, they're writing about how it's minus 20 degrees and they're sitting in ice and they've mm-hmm. all got frostbite and everything else. And I just felt like such an absolute wuss for basically every page. And also, every time one minor positive happens, the next four things that happen are way worse. You just turn the page. How can it possibly get worse? Well, then the weather changed. or then Anyway, it's a great story for anybody out there who wants a story of American triumph. You mentioned... Uh, the, 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 the book about, uh, uh, the guy who got shot down ended up in, Unbra- uh, unbro- unbroken, un- un- unbroken, which is also the Zampezis, I think, yeah. or, or uh, Zamper- is Zamparelli- amazing- Zamper- Zamparini, Zamparini is an amazing story. This one too, endurance. And the other one I gave out that you have been reading undaunted courage. If you want to read about just positive American triumphalism and overcoming incredibly difficult, uh, difficult circumstances, all three of those books are phenomenal. The one that always sticks out for me in the Shackleton voyage is the guy who almost got got by the leopard seal. That's a that's a rough. You don't want people don't realize those things are very very large. A thousand actually. pounds. A thousand they, pounds. They, they would have to kill them and sometimes and, eat them. Yeah, and and they they're carnivorous. They eat penguins and things. And one guy actually got chased across an ice flow by a. Le- I didn't even know that was a thing that could happen. But you did see, now this was far, we're, we are going to bring back Clay's Animal Thunderdome, by the way, that is in progress. We yes. had a great one this week with people in, I think it was the beach in La Jolla, which San Diego is one of the most, yes. Yes. San Diego is one of the most beautiful places in the, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine in the business about how if I were, you know, 22 and it was the 90s and I was starting out again, I would set up shop in San Diego, man. It, it is, is a phenomenal so place. Also, number one in that market, hello, San Diego. You Ron know, Burgundy voice there. NBD, a little C&B action, number one. And the, you might have seen the video, it went very viral. These people that were on the beach, and they get chased by, uh, are those elephant seals that are chasing them? I think I, that's right. I think they're elephant seals, which are massive, and they're chasing them. And you forget that those those big guys can move pretty fast. Well, the scary story in endurance, and we'll play this DeSantis versus Newsom clip for you in a minute, but the, that big seal, it tracked him underneath the ice. It chased him, then went underwater. He thought he was safe, saw him underneath, and then popped up on yep. the other side of him, which is pretty terrifying to think about. Welcome back to Clay and Buck, everybody. This is Buck. I'm uh, here in NYC. Spent uh, Thanksgiving with the family yesterday. And uh, we're doing an AMA today, which means ask me anything, you know, within reason. Uh, 800-282-2882. If you want controversial takes on movies, things like that. I watched, we had a movie night with the Sexton fam last night. And we watched Greyhound. Which, for people out there, we got a lot of Navy folks, I know, in this uh, audience. My fiancé's father, grandfather, and great-grandfather are all naval aviators. We got a lot of uh, Navy veterans and probably active, well, and for sure, active-duty Navy uh, listening to this show every day, which we greatly appreciate. Honored by the time any member of the Armed Forces spends with us, past or present Armed Forces. And uh, I watched Greyhound. Have any of you guys seen this one here, by the way? It's on Apple TV, but it's a movie, like a full feature film starring Tom Hanks, written by Tom Hanks. And it to now I the the Navy, I do not know very much about the naval lingo or any of that kind of stuff. It almost my older brother said it feels like a Navy training. The whole movie is like a naval training exercise. They never you're, you're on. A uh, you're on. I believe it's uh, Greyhound is a cruiser, although if it's a destroyer now, I'm going to get myself into trouble. 
Um, is it a cruiser or a dis- See, this is the thing. I don't know ships, guys. I don't know ships. Uh, you know, this is about the Battle of the Atlantic. Very interesting. Um, let me see. I'm trying to make sure I get the right. The U-boats I know. I've actually read books about submarines, U-boats. Fascinating. Um, so anyway, the, uh, the he's on a ship, a destroyer. Thank you. Sorry. It is a destroyer. I feel like a cruiser is just kind of like a destroyer that didn't need as much turkey at Thanksgiving. Like very similar, right? They got the depth charges. They got all this stuff. And, and, and they're just going across. It's a convoy. He's on a destroyer. Tom Hanks is the captain of a destroyer. And the U-boats are just in a wolf pack going after them the whole time. There is no respite from this in the movie. The whole movie is you're on this boat and Tom Hanks is running around saying, you know, you know, hard starboard 0600, you know, drop the depth charges. So, you know, if you're if you're somebody who gets fired up about John Paul Jones and, you know, you like to wear the Commodore's, you know, outfit on Halloween and that kind of stuff, it's it's pretty good in terms of realism and but it's a little relentless, I will say that. There's not a whole lot beyond just the uh, – it's just basically you're in, a, you're in a naval battle the whole time for 90 minutes. So if, if you like that, um, there's no, like, backstory. Even in Mel Gibson's uh, We Were Soldiers, which I think in terms of realism and storytelling was a, was a very underrated – I thought it was a very good uh, Vietnam movie. Um, I think it's one of the better Vietnam movies that has, has been made. But they take you back to the wives and, and back to base a little bit. There's a little more of a buildup. I mean, Greyhound, it's like they're dropping. You can basically feel the sea spray on your face and the seasickness kicking in when you're watching this thing. So if you want to check it out, they also, the U-boats go. Uh, well, I think everyone has this vision of, of submarines, especially because the hunt for Red October. It's all about the uh, firing of the torpedo. And that's, you know, torpedo, fire one. And, and that's. But U-boats, especially in the Second World War and in the First World War, too, the deck gun was used more often than the uh, torpedo for sinking. They would just come up alongside. They had pretty, they had pretty serious armaments on the, on, for the deck gun, and, they would, and that comes across in the movie. So anyway, I thought it was pretty good. My mom was like, not a lot of dialogue, acting, or character development in this. But I was like, yeah, but all the, all the big cannons going boom, boom. It's a lot of fun. So I would recommend that one to you if you get a chance. But yeah, AMA, 800-282-2882. You can ask me anything you like. Um, and uh, with that, we can actually go to... Uh, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I was going to go to calls, but hold on, hold on. Because I want to talk about the... Yeah, I know. I'm keeping you on your toes there. You know, We're running training drills in here, too. What if a U-boat pulls alongside the radio studio? And the one, there, there are Germans who get on the radios. They're like, we're going to keep haunting you forever. I'm like... In every movie, the German bad guys, they're at that. They're always up, like, up here, whether it's the First World War, the Second World War, they always sound like, and I'm like, you know, they never, there's never a guy who's got a lower register. I just think it's interesting. Like, the menacing tone of the, of the German, whether it's the, the Wehrmacht or Second World War, First World War, it's like, why do you make us, you know, continue with the U-boats hunting you and the, and the flotilla? And you're like, ooh. This guy sounds. This guy sounds mean. Of course, he gets what's coming to him. Thank you, Tom Hanks. At the end of it, um, where was I on this one? Uh, oh yes, we have the guy going after Trump, Jack Smith. I think you should know about this. This just got decided. Uh, this just got decided in the 
last what was last week, they appointed a special prosecutor and the special prosecutor is this guy, Jack Smith, and he's looking at two. So it's really now the third special prosecutor looking at Donald Trump. When I say looking at on a search and destroy mission, trying to trying to prosecute and possibly even incarcerate a former president of the United States. That's underway right now. This guy's most notable cases are twofold. One was the prosecution of Bob McDonald, uh, who was the governor of Virginia. You all remember that. And Bob McDonald was he took uh, him and his wife took a total of one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars of gifts, you know, Rolexes, uh, ball gowns, things like that. Gifts from a a businessman in Virginia who had, I think, a nutraceutical company. And they completely they went after him. Um, They they went after his wife as well. And actually got a prosecution and the state of Virginia didn't bring any charges. The federal government came in and it was Jack Smith, this prosecutor. He had such an expansive definition of what is called honest services fraud, uh, which is a statute that, you know, you can't accept money, for example, for an official act. It's a bribery. It's a bribery and corruption charge, effectively. But it was so expansive that even though there was no specific official act taken by Bob McDonald, who, remember, back in 2008, around that period, he was talked about as a VP candidate. Um, he, he was somebody that people were thinking about as a major Republican figure in the future. So they wanted it. The Democrats wanted to take him down. The Supreme Court overturned his conviction. Not 5-4, not 6-3, 9 nothing. That is how egregious the overreach and the abuse of prosecutorial power and the expansion of the law by by Jack Smith, the prosecutor, was a nine nothing decision. And so here you are looking at a guy who has a history of dramatic overreach that had to be slapped down entirely by the Supreme Court to try to ruin someone's life and incarcerate him. For what exactly? There was no official act taken. And so what Jack, what Jack Smith did is he said, well, you know, this guy, the businessman, was seated in good places during parties at, you know, at the governor's mansion. Or, or you know, he, he introduced the governor introduced him to other people or basically was hanging out with him. There was nothing. He didn't sign anything. He didn't push any bill. He didn't, you know, have any proclamation. No official act. Still wanted to send him to federal prison. That's who is going after Trump right now. The other person he went after was John Edwards. Now, I know that the left is going to say, oh, see, they go after Democrats, too. He's honest. You know, we all know Weissman, for example, Mueller's pit bull. Remember him? What did Weissman do as soon as the Mueller prosecution was over? He's on MSNBC talking crazy Trump derangement syndrome stuff. He's a lib. He's a leftist. We knew it all along. Some of us did. And then, of course, Mueller was up there. Mueller made Biden seem sharp as a tack. We remember this. It was shocking to people who were watching it. They were like, Mueller is the most you know, relentless G-man in the history of the country. This guy, you know, he, he makes uh, Elliot Ness look like uh, wasn't putting in the hours. It was crazy what they were saying about him. They're going to do the same thing with Jack Smith now. The most relentless, dogged, ethical prosecutor. But just remember, he went after John Edwards after John Edwards, who at one point was the leading Democrat presidential contender. Just always remember that. 
I like to remind people of who some of the Democrats are. The same way that Ron DeSantis, who is now, you know, with the biggest win in the history of the state of Florida for governor we've ever seen, Ron DeSantis ran against Andrew Gillum, who was found with an overdosed male prostitute with methamphetamine in the hotel room and is now facing federal corruption charges of his own. That's who the Democrats wanted to run the state of Florida. Uh, John Edwards had a love child cheated on his wife while she was sadly, tragically dying of cancer while he was campaigning for president. But when it finally. Oh, and do you remember who broke that story? This is a fun trip down memory lane. I was still in the CIA when this happened. This was 2008, by the way. I, I know before I was getting the uh, the dates jumbled in my head. It was 2008. I was still in the CIA, but I was following this stuff pretty closely because, you know, I've been obsessed with the news and defeating commies ever since I was about 14 or 15 years old. Um, yeah, it was 2008, and John Edwards was going forward, and they, as soon as he was done, as soon as he was finished as a candidate, uh, because of the National Enquirer. Just remember that. The New York Times, the Washington Post, none of them could figure out, or wanted to figure out, obviously, that John Edwards had a love child and an affair with someone that his campaign was paying to do videography work or something like that, who is a very odd lady who seems like she should own a store that sells wind chimes or something. You know, she... Uh, I think her name was Riel. Am I getting that right? It was Riel. Yeah. And he had a child with her while he's running for president and his wife is dying from cancer. No one figured this out. The National Enquirer took a break from, you know, baby with like the legs of a goat and the head of a demon born in the Arizona desert to actually. It's true. They broke the story and basically took down John Edwards campaign. And then because of the humiliation that he visited upon Democrats. You see, he was no longer useful. He was done. Then they brought a hiding campaign finances charge. Jack Smith led that one and didn't even get a conviction. So this guy, I, you know, this is who you're putting in charge. But I'm telling you right now, you know, the old thing about how you could indict a ham sandwich. Grand jury can indict it. This guy, Jack Smith, indicts ham sandwiches like it's his job. He just comes up with something. So. Strap in, friends. He's going after Trump, and he's going to do everything he can to get a, a indictment before a D.C. grand jury. This is going to get uh, it's going to get rocky. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD. 
G-O-L-D. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're doing a... uh... Ask me anything today, 800-282-2882. Matt in Tupelo, Mississippi. Matt, what have you got for us? And happy belated Thanksgiving. Well, I've got the burning question, and that is, how did you and Clay first meet? Oh, sure. So Clay and I met in Nashville, his hometown, uh, over lunch that was set up by our both of our boss bosses who is uh who is the president of, of premier networks here at iHeartRadio. but we sat down and it was it was during something called politicon where we both were invited guests to this uh it's like comic-con but for political people i guess that's the best way to put it so you get all these you know you'll have uh you know the raging cajun uh what's his name james um you know he was carville it's carville thank you like people like that you know all over msnbc cnn all those people um, they, they show up. Thank you. You knew James Carville. So uh, we, we were at that. But we really just honestly talked about um, Nashville restaurants in the town because I, I was my first time ever in Nashville. So we hung out at that lunch. And then uh, about, Nashville's a nice I town. I used to I used to live near there myself. So it's uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, Nash, Nashville's a great town. So that was the first time we met. And we didn't really uh, talk again until we were told we we're going to be doing the show together. So, there, you know, we, we had a nice time at lunch. And then uh, about 18 months later, I guess, or a year later, something like that. It's like, hey, you and him are going to team up. And I said, great. And here we are. Thank you for calling in, Matt. 
Uh, Kyle in, well, we just have McHenry County. Where's that? Well, we're uh, about halfway between Rockford and uh, Chicago, so I'm in between two liberal enclaves. But... Oh, man. All right. Chicago could be so great if they just had different people running the place. But anyway, what do you got for me, Kyle? Oh, so about your assault weapons ban from Mr. Biden. Um, well, we know that won't go through, but uh, you know, we got assault weapons bans here in different townships in Illinois, and that didn't stop our Highland Park shooter, no, did it? Um, you know, we go through a 4473 for our FOIA cards and another one for actually purchasing a firearm. Uh, bad people are going to get guns regardless of what they yeah, I mean, I, I think bad people, it, we can see from the numbers, are having an easier time getting guns now than they have in, in a long time, despite all kinds of laws, regulations, straw purchase prohibitions, all these things, background checks. It it doesn't change. But ultimately, thank you for calling in, Kyle. Uh, ultimately, a lot of the opposition, I, I said it was emotional, which is true, but the opposition to the Second Amendment, that the people legally owning guns, is also cultural and and tribal in the sense that you really just a, a lot of people don't want the people who have the guns to have them because they don't like them meaning they think that people the people who own the guns legally are the problem to them they think of it as if you own a gun you're you know you're a republican you're right wing you're traditionalist in your thinking and you know, all, all and then all the other you know slurs and slanders that they throw at people on the right so it's that icky people own guns. That's really their thing. They just don't like the people who want to go to the range, who want to go shooting, who spend time with family doing that. Lifestyle libs, particularly from the coast, but also places like Chicago, they don't like gun owners. It is actually, and they want to antagonize them as much as they can through the law. So, yeah, there's some anxiety not rooted in reality about how it'll make us safer. And if we only got rid of the guns, everybody would be fine, which is crazy. But it's also just they don't like you and me. They don't like people that like guns and believe in the Second Amendment. That's really what it comes down to. And it's such a clear marker between the two sides, such a dividing line now that they don't even think about it beyond that. That's why the data, the numbers, the truth doesn't matter to the gun grabbers. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. 
You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.